0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network.
2: We are back on the Oz Network for episode number two of The Continental. Uh, what's the full title of the show? The Continental from the World of John Wick. Uh, this is the episode where Jamie fell asleep once and had to rewatch the entire thing and then complained to me the entire time that she didn't like watching it on her phone. So there's her review, and she also says, oh, I don't have much to say on this episode. I guarantee she's going to have more to say than she thinks she does, uh, but uh, we'll, we're... We'll,
1: we'll, we'll see about that.
2: That's already more than I thought you were going to say. Um, <laughs> my name is Colin, and I wanted to tell you I've been accepted to a music conservatory in Ireland.
1: And my name is Jamie, and I don't have an opening line.
2: <laughs> All right, less than I thought she'd have to say on this episode. I'm not even an opening line. Um, so let's go through... The background of watching this episode. We started watching it immediately after it aired a couple days ago. Uh, got, I'd say 45, 50 minutes into it. So more than halfway into it. Uh, and then I turned around and I look and you're nodding off. So I'm like, Jamie, you're falling asleep. And you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine, which is what you always do. And I'm like, you no, you're not fine. I'm
1: resting my eyes. <laughs> it's like that meme that's online about people doing that it's like i don't want to go to bed this uh this early i'm like i got i got things to do and then you're laying there and you're uncomfortable it's like you're sleeping it's like no i'm just resting my eyes yeah well then literally within 60 seconds i turn
2: around and i'm like are you resting your eyes and nodding your head right now because you're doing both at the same time um so i basically said okay in order for us to cover this I'm going to finish watching the episode. You're going to have to watch this on your own. Uh, You then told me, yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch the entire episode again because I remember nothing about it because I was definitely falling asleep. And then you said, but I don't think I was that big of a fan of this episode. But you were falling asleep. You didn't remember any of it, but but you said you weren't a fan.
1: What I thought I remembered, I remembered. Okay,
2: so you remembered part of it. Now you've been complaining. I, I, so,
1: I, so I got like 90%
2: of it. So you were complaining all day today that you had to watch this on your phone to finish so we could record this. And that you said, you know one complaint I have about the show? It's so dark and impossible to watch. I'm like, well, you're watching it on a phone. Okay, but
1: also I will say this though. I have tweaked the settings of our um, TV we have in the living room because... Um, when Zelda Tears of the Kingdom came out, no, I'm serious, and there's nothing wrong with the game, it's an amazing game, it's fantastic, it's bloody fantastic. Um, but bloody fantastic, yeah. What the devil do you think you're doing? Okay. Um, anyway,
2: you've been really big on like this, this I don't know, like the 1920s talk lately.
1: Why is that cherry? Um, um, anyway, um back to tears of the kingdom um (laughs) (laughs) which is what we're here to recap you wanted me to talk spoilers included um so i i didn't finish breath of the wild which was the previous zelda game but i started playing tears of the kingdom people can't see i'm nodding off now (laughs) no it they're amazing games. Okay. Listen. So anyways, I just had noticed though with our TV that the way that the setting was on it was that it, it was a little bit too dark for my taste. I think it was set to like a theater setting or something like that. And so I played around with a bunch of the settings and I got it looking amazing. Like our TV looked good before, but like I got it looking great. And Maybe that's why I'm so
2: Tony, the tiger of you great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bloody fantastic. Um, Maybe that's, maybe that's why the episode was okay watching it. But I guarantee you that if I didn't actually fix those settings on the TV, it probably would have been awful. Well, no, like, here's the thing. We and watched... you know, even watching the little mermaid though i just have to say hold on i fixed the tv like i said I, I made it brighter and even the little mermaid trying to watch that on the tv that was ridiculous yeah but
2: that new little mermaid movie is it's, just it's dark so
1: and dark
2: horrible looking anyways back to the continental um this looked okay. are you
1: sure that we can't talk about zelda
2: no th- this oh. looked this looked good on the tv it looked good on my computer when i had to finish watching it uh you were watching on a phone maybe this is just not meant because i s- sort of told you i'm like it's it's meant to look dark and murky and, and bleak because this is the, that whole 70s vibe they're going for, which I'll agree with you, on a phone probably wouldn't look so great. I, on I lo- TV, it looks fantastic. In the theater, it looked amazing last week.
1: It, it did look amazing in theater, but I'm not joking. I had my brightness turned all the way up on my phone and like the 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 room was not you know bright with sunshine you got to watch the room no i'm saying sweet i'm saying because you know sometimes how when you you're looking at your phone and there's sunshine coming in that you can't see it that well there was no reason why i couldn't have seen my phone properly whatever anyway (laughs) zelda Can we talk about the room zelda can we talk about zelda
2: you know we interviewed greg sistero
1: yeah, that I think, plays Mark? Yeah. Well, ben got to. I, I
2: missed out on the interview because he got delayed by two hours and I eventually said, I got to go to bed. Wasn't so he ben making didn't. some type of appearance in Winnipeg too or something? Well, yeah, he was here like two years ago. Yeah. But anyway, uh, anyway. so back to the Continental. It,
1: it was really dark. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> I could actually barely see anything
2: that was happening on the screen. All right. So do you want to buy, rent, or bin our TV settings? Because that's where are here to recover this week. <laughs>
1: um... I don't know. Keep talking.
2: Your pause there was because you thought you heard a child coming down the stairs. Exactly. Uh, It's our children, by the way. And although we keep them locked up in the attic or anything, that would be Ben. Okay. Anyway, so back to the Continental. So I told you when we were only a little way halfway through this episode, I'm like, I personally prefer this over episode one. I loved episode one. And after watching this entire thing, I'm like, hands down, I prefer this over episode one. I'll give you some reasons why, but you give me your reasons why you didn't like this one as much.
1: I just felt like sorry. My glasses are like completely dirty again. I can barely. Maybe it's
2: the settings on your glasses. I can
1: I can barely see through them. You know, like that's one of the awful things about <laughs> having you, glasses. Have, have
2: you adjusted them so they're great?
1: They're bloody fantastic. Um, no. Um, what was I talking about again?
2: The episode. We're se- I won't have much to say. We're seven minutes in. You haven't even talked about the
1: episode yet. Yeah, I know, but people still love me because I'm funny. <laughs> Um, like earlier today, when oh, just get to the episode when I was talking to the dog and I was like, oh, my little, and I was gonna say my little Hilding because it's that that's our last name, and I'm like, that that I don't know, maybe some called her a
2: hungry hungry. Hippo.
1: Yeah, because I was I was I was gonna do like hungry hungry Hilding because again H H H right. But then I'm like, but like does that doesn't really work because like she's a dog. But I'm like I know some people are comfortable. Uh, I just I don't I felt weird. So I'm like, I was going through Hilding, but Hippo, so I called her a Hippo. And you just you got the biggest <laughs> laugh. But I still can't believe it. you were laughing harder at what I had said when I came in from dropping our son off at school. I had left the umbrella that had rain on it in the passenger side. And it came in and it was like spur of the moment. I didn't didn't have to sit and think this up. I came up with it on the spot. I said, hey, Colin, I left the umbrella in the passenger side of my best friend's ride. And you're like, what? And then I said it again, like smiling, like, (laughs) and you're like, I get it. And I said, but do you get it? And you said, oh, TLC. And that was literally it.
2: Okay.
1: It was such a great, great line. Okay, so... So back
2: to the Conan. What did you like about this episode?
1: I just felt like a lot of it was bland compared to the first um, episode. Like for these all these side stories. No,
2: this is where I disagree. Like I like was, for
1: example, that that female cop with her partner. That took a backseat
2: this week. Uh, that was, and I'm I'm starting to see the format of the show because last week we were talking about all these different side plots and what they're introduced and thinking they've only got three episodes. How is all this going to come together? And last week, we definitely had more of the cops than we did this week. This week, it was barely anything. She shows up, in the the, the the wife's playing Twister, and it's kind of like a tease. Oh, I'm going to come in and join your wife to play Twister. Your mistress is going to come in and play Twister with your wife? But where is the nudity? <laughs> the breasts, you mean? The breasts! Oh, hello, Dizzy. Dizzy's come downstairs. She wants to talk the continental with us. She'll have more to say on it than Jamie does. Uh, look at this little hippo here, sniffing <laughs> at
1: our crotches. Diz- uh, Dizzy wants to talk about... Rest.
2: Okay. But anyways, so uh, the cop plot took a backseat this week, but they only have three episodes. And I was thinking about how last week I was saying how cool I thought these gun runners were that were operating at the dojo, but like we barely saw them until they the end of the episode. And I'm like, I want to see more of them. This week we got a lot more of the gun runners in the dojo. Uh, we got less of the cops though. I mean, next week everything's going to tie together. Uh, I, I, I think that I'll agree with you, the cop stuff. The dizzy shakes or collar. the cop stuff wasn't my favorite part of this week's episode but it wasn't bad um, and the what more than made up for it was the the introduction of like this this uh, Chinese um, m- m- dawn or mafia g- guy or whatever it is uh, who's trying to take over the dojo and all that and then you have the girl uh, the gun running uh, female leader the gun running group, where she comes as a kid through the rock through her window and then she has that that martial arts fight outside of this guy's base or whatever it comes like really tense scene like i like that we're starting to see all these little factions that i'm sure are all going to come together in the next episode we'll kind of get predictions on how the next episode is going to play out but but i i like that we're starting to see all these little things come together and the thing that i like the most this week was the introduction this new character and basically we have plot Winston is trying to put together a plan to take over the Continental uh, for no other reason than he just wants to get rid of the enemy, which is Mel
1: Gibson's character, right? What's his name? Cormac? I
2: yeah, think it's Cormac, C- yeah. Cormac,
1: which you obviously know that it works just based off of the movies. Well, but does it?
2: Because we like, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, do we know where this is all going? It's like, no, maybe not. Maybe it doesn't get resolved in this season. Maybe it gets resolved at some point down, down the line. You know, maybe uh, this could be like a 24 thing. I mean, I don't want to spoil 24 for anybody, but like, Season four and season Colin five. Colin, I was gonna finished. watch it. Well, I'm not spoiling it, but no, season I wasn't. four and season five just sort of end in a way where you're like, "Whoa, that went in a different direction than I thought." Where are they gonna go from here?
1: Did Did they announce how many episodes they're doing of this? Three. Oh, that's it. I've oh. only told
2: you uh, every single week. Why, from like last I wasn't. Sh- We're gonna be covering three weeks of this. I
1: wasn't sure what was going on because even when I was trying to watch it on Amazon Prime, it said season zero. I'm not yeah, sure why it said is, that.
2: Maybe it's because there's not gonna be a, a season two. I don't know. But uh, like this is a mini series, I think they're just they're leaving the options open. But anyways, uh, so you have Winston putting together this group to take over the Continental, and part of this is recruiting people to help them. And this assassin they recruit, which this played out very much like the way the John Wick movie did the first one, where he all of a sudden just recruits. Willem Dafoe, and it's like two-thirds of the way through the movie. This guy who's assassinating—I'm guessing it's supposed to be a pedophile who's trying to, like, grab a kid at a playground. What an incredible scene. He's watching through his viewfinder. I'm like, is he trying to kill a kid? Like, that was one of the best scenes of both episodes we watched— you're thinking he's about to kill his kid, and then all of a sudden he sees this this guy in the bushes is trying to lure the kid in, and the kid walks away, and he just shoots the guy. Amazing scene! And then this guy comes in and he's complaining to uh, the, the the weapons trading guy that the guy from the gun running group uh, that the sights are off, and then he's trying to question whether this guy's blind. I'm like, this is the type of character I want the show. This guy's quirky, he's strange.
1: It's great. I did I did like that part. I'll agree with you on that. And anything else to add? <laughs> uh... The dojo group. I mean, I I mean, that that, again, it was it was good. But I feel like this with this one that everything kind of just went on a little bit long. It's weird that you say that because this
2: episode was actually like seven minutes shorter than last week's episode. And I thought that it was a a little bit faster moving, maybe because they had less stories to focus on than they did the previous week. Because the previous week you had all these flashbacks, you had extra characters because Frankie was still alive and all that.
1: Yeah, he was pretty attractive before. He- <laughs> I wasn't asking if he
2: was attractive. Well, before he died. Before he died. Okay, that was exactly what I was asking. Um, okay, so the the new assassin guy, we like him. Uh, we 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 like the, uh, the the Chinese mobster. Do we like him? He's all right. All right. So we, we like the the gun runners, the the dojo uh, group all right yeah we like uh mel gibson we got to see a lot more mel gibson this week i mean we'll get to his big scene at the end but it's kind of like i expected uh we were gonna get based on the first episode that like mel gibson's probably gonna be a smaller presence he's being played as a villain and i think i've seen some people not complaining but question like does mel gibson need to be part of this show i mean you're getting a big name like mel gibson but he's playing a villain the same way his screen presence in this to me is no different than what we got out of
1: like the Russian mafia boss
2: or Bill Skarsgård in the, the last one in, in John Wick four, you know, or, or, you know, I mean, maybe, uh, who's the guy, um, the, 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 the main villain in John Wick two. Um,
1: well, I mean, you even look at the Godfather and uh, the stuff changes all the time like that through families and whatever for all these mafias and who's the big boss and yeah. But I mean,
2: I think a lot of people are looking at saying, well, you got Mel Gibson. Why is he barely in the show? It's like, well, because he's the villain. You, you yeah. want to build up for something at the end. You know, you don't even in the John Wick movies, you don't follow the villain outside of uh, a couple scenes here and there to cut back to them, you know? Yeah. Um, but
1: I, I do love Mel Gibson though. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, c- controversy of Mel Gibson aside, he's, he's yeah. an amazing actor. He's done some incredible movies. And yeah,
1: I, I, I know he's been questionable in the past or whatever things he's done or said or whatever, but putting all that aside, his talent as an actor is it's amazing.
2: Well, let's get to the big thing about this episode. Okay, so Winston's putting together this group to try to uh, actually get the Continental. This was Sharon's episode. Uh, Now, this is, of course, the young version of Lance Reddick's character who's passed away now. We're going to get to see him one more time in Ballerina next year. Uh, But the young version of his character, he basically had like a cameo last week. Uh, this week it's all about getting him Winston's plan is we need somebody on the inside of the Continental to take this place there's all this talk about how there's like a, a a panic button you press and then once you press this red button or when the red light goes on or something like that inside the Continental killing is allowed they need to basically take care get rid of Mel Gibson before they get that it, the it's plan basically is,
1: a light that goes on in every single room even in the crapper That's yeah what they exactly said. yeah and, and, and it basically means that it's open season that the no killing is lifted
2: yeah which which is kind of like John Wick uh chapter three you know when when you had the adjudicator who uh did the raid now i also really like the 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 adjudicator that we have in this it's a different adjudicator from john wick three but the the mask that she has underneath and that scene where she took it off and you don't see her face underneath but mel gibson was just saying something that's like i can't get that face out of my head now (laughs) it's really disturbing to him
1: yeah i don't know if that's part of like the the way that they did that? W- Are we gonna at, see at that point, her or, or the mask, or if it, if she was just ugly? Yeah, <laughs> she was, she, maybe. Maybe she was just that ugly.
2: Yeah, Mel Gibson has standards, okay? Uh, she
1: uh, she hit every branch on the ugly tree on the way down. Yeah,
2: but uh, uh, so uh, we build up to this, and they figure we need somebody on the inside. So the idea is to get Sharon, and we really get a lot out of in this episode. So the first thing is we get the, this. I don't know if now. Tell me if, if my read on this is completely off, but were they trying to imply that him and this cellist guy were maybe a thing and that, that, you know, he was, when he asked him to come with him to wherever his music conservatory was in Ireland, but he's asking him to come with him. Was he asking him as a friend or was he asking him as something more?
1: Okay. So you know what? I watched this and I totally got gay vibes from the cellist, but the Sharon character, I just felt like he was kind of indifferent. I don't so, know,
2: I think they're maybe leaving it ambiguous, you know?
1: So either he just prefers men and was trying to be polite or he he's attracted to multiple type of people but he just didn't say anything.
2: And and it could have just been like him asking him as a friend because these are like the two very was, sophisticated he, people. He,
1: the, the cellist, though, didn't have any specific words. It was just the energy from him. Well, it was also the fact that
2: he's asking this this man to come away with him, you know? <laughs> well. Uh, and, you know, just the fact that he's talking about how they're different and they, 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 they connect and other people don't, you know? But uh, that aside, it was an interesting setup that you have because Mel Gibson is completely different in this show from what Winston is, or even from what the owners of the other Continentals, when we've seen the other Continentals, like in John Wick 2 and everything like that, uh, and and John Wick 4, we get another Continental. When we see these other owners, they're all kind of very sophisticated. Mel Gibson is anything but sophisticated in this show, but yet you have Sharon and you have this, uh, this cellist who are like, we're, we're proper, you know, we're, we're, we're,
1: we're I do we're say, yeah,
2: <laughs> marvelous, wonderful. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the devil do you think you're doing <laughs> exactly Jamie's type, but, but it's, uh, it, it's more that these guys are like, okay, we're trying to be proper here. We're trying to be sophisticated. We don't want to be goons cause they're not goons. You know, uh, they just have to be working for this guy, but Sharon, we get a bit of a backstory with him that this, him working here is all about bringing his father over. Um, we get him going into that, uh, that that record store or whatever where they talk about his father some more. And then we get the meat of this episode, uh, which is Mel Gibson calling the cellist in, where he's basically giving his notice saying, oh, I got this offer from the conservatory. I think he's telling him, I knew about this. And, he, oh, how did you know? And and it, it's so silly. like You want to know why Mel Gibson's in the show? To give that one crazy look, which lasts for like the whole two, three minute long scene as he's This cellist doesn't realize that he's like ready to kill him. And the audience knows he's ready to kill this guy. But the way he's asked is, why don't you play me a song before you go? And he's got this mad look in his eyes. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, I don't know how you weren't like more drawn in at that
1: point. He's got that crazy look in his
2: eye. Yeah. But like, how great was that scene? Uh, No, it was very good. Again, spoilers. We're getting spoilers here. He basically, in the middle of this cellist playing the song, takes what, a golf club and he splits his head open and this isn't like movie shot. This actually looks like like the thing gets embedded in the guy's skull. Like it was a pretty graphic shot, even if it's short lived. But the buildup to that, I think, is what made it so incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see the difference between, as you said, you know, taking the the movies like Winston and all the other people from the hotels, how they're more sophisticated and proper um Cormac's a little bit uh you know he doesn't mind he's getting, sunny
2: Corleone he, he doesn't, he's not Vito he's sunny
1: he doesn't mind getting his hands dirty but at the same time he he has other people do his dirty work but you can just tell like he's he he's kind of a bit of a maniac
2: yeah well and even the way that they have kind of subtly sprinkled the backstory of Winston and his brother throughout both these episodes where you find out a little bit more that they're almost going backwards we we got introduced in the first episode of that opening scene where they're just in the police station, and then in this one you're actually seeing them. I guess part of it is flashback, and part of it is him telling the story about how he uh, got involved with Cormac when when Winston does take him. And that scene on the bus again was amazing. When when the gun runners come on the bus and they're they're basically buying the bus off, and Sharon's leaving like, no, you're not going anywhere. Uh, but the way that Winston's telling the story about how as a child he got hooked up with this gangster. Uh, again, it's it just it sells Mel Gibson's character without having to see him and that's why I actually think I'm okay with us getting less Mel Gibson because it's making him a scarier villain.
1: Well, and I mean you you don't see the the progression even with Winston from him being a child to all of a sudden now like even in this episode it's referenced that he basically has an unlimited amount of money. Well,
2: and he also says and I think this it was similar last week. there was a scene last week when he was talking to Frankie and he Frankie was basically, oh, look at you. You're all rich and proper now and everything. And he's like, This it, is an act. It, it's this an is act. what I do to yeah. survive. And he he backs that up. We thought it was just what we was saying to his brother last week. They back it up this week when he's talking to Sharon and he's like, Everything you see here, this is the persona I put on to survive. Like like this is not who Winston is, at least at this point.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's what I'm talking about, right? So like you don't see that progression from him being a a child who is extremely poor to where he can't actually even have a proper pair of shoes um to this guy who basically he has more money than he ever knows what to do with yeah you know and and you don't see the progression of that so i think i think some things in the show just honestly don't even really have to be explained cuz even with his brother frankie i was he in jail he was in jail right a bit
2: yeah, well, yeah, he we we said. Well, he was also in Vietnam too, and we got some of the Vietnam flashbacks. So I this mean, week.
1: you great. you you got some of that, but again, like I think that the thing that I like about the show is that it doesn't absolutely explain every single thing to death because I hate it when shows do that. Yeah. I, and I, I do like it. You know how you've made fun of me sometimes. I like it when movies or shows they have this neat little you know wrapped up ending where there's nothing. And I hate that. I know, I know that you hate that, but I, that I do like. I just hate it when shows over explain everything
2: now big scene it's at the
1: not end. it's not great
2: yeah <laughs> great um uh, big scene at the end so after they've made the offer for sharon to join them uh cormac brings sharon in he's uh basically telling him listen i was offered to uh do this to take you out and he says okay why are you how did that make you feel and again that that kind of caught me off guard because i'm thinking wait wait so is he selling them out here but when he says it it, sound, it felt like an opportunity, and he goes, an opportunity for what? Like to prove myself to you or whatever. And then you even have, uh, this is after the reveal that they killed the cellist. Now, we kind of have to question at this point, is Sharon actually going along with Mel Gibson? This is why I say I question whether everything will be wrapped up neatly. Because if they have plans for season two, I feel like maybe this doesn't go the direction of Sharon's just playing Mel Gibson. And he's with Winston, and this is just how he's you know, going to stay on Mel Gibson's good side, then maybe this does drag out for another season. Who knows? But it caught me off guard because I'm expecting, oh, well, I know where this is going now. He's going to have to fake that he's with him. But then he basically sells Winston out in the final scene. I think it's still a bit of a, uh, a it's it's a bit of a, well, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a ruse uh, on Sharon's part? A charade? A, sh- a Sharon charade? A charade? A charode? A hip A uh, a uh, Hiplo, yeah, uh, but... Uh, Hil- uh, Hil- Hilpo? <laughs> Hilpo, yeah, but a brilliant last scene. Like, I-, I loved the scene with the cellist where Mel Gibson kills him. I love the scene where they take Sharon and you have him and Winston kind of meeting and having that one-on-one, but to me, the best scene of this episode, uh, and then I also, uh, let me also throw in there, I also love the scene with the him knocking off the pedo, uh, the, uh, the, the park scene, but that last scene where Sharon basically owns up to mel gibson and then he he says oh what was uh what was it that the cellos tried to steal from you and he says you i'm like
1: that was an incredible ending like, that, I that, loved that, that was a great line yeah I although, amazing. Although, although i i was watching the whole two episodes that they had released and i'm like i know one complaint that you would have what that there's not enough hotties for you. There's I'm not n- as superficial th- as you though. There's not enough eye candy for Colin. Yeah, but I'm not superficial like you. Hey, like, you know I'm what? I'm show. not too superficial. I just sat and watched through the the whale. <laughs>
2: No, and listen... First of all, Brendan Fraser in a 400-pound fat suit is still the most beautiful creature in the universe. <laughs> listen, listen,
1: no, I I will I will be the first one to admit, I, I don't care if you're talking about his younger days, like The Mummy or whatever, where most people know him from, or even after when he was out of the public eye for a little bit and he had put on a little bit of weight. Handsome AF. Like, he, he is a good-looking man. What a man. No, but they, they went out of their way to make him look a little bit grotesque and, in and- that movie, you know, because like his hair is thinning. He's like, ex- you could just look, tell by looking at the guy that he hasn't had a, a, a proper shower or a bath in God knows how long. And he's talking about like the mold in between his fat flaps and All like right, his rashes so I love that you're trying and his to, scabs.
2: You're trying to sell that you're not superficial. Like I'm not superficial. I watched the whale.
1: <laughs> okay. But I am superficial though. Cause like I, 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 I won't watch certain things if there's certain people that you, are that
2: are ugly. You also told me earlier this afternoon. Did you know one problem with this episode of the Continental? I said what? You said not enough Keanu. Yeah. But I, I will bring bring it back. But, so we, but
1: bringing it back to that point, I actually wonder if by the time that they're done this whole th- three part miniseries, whatever it is, if they're going to have some type of reference. Okay, so
2: we we talked last week about you had the thing you picked up on on the flowers, the car, and all that, right? And that the two parents, that, that Frankie and uh, what was the wife's name?
1: Yen, yeah, but okay, yeah, but so, ho- so so can you verify she was pregnant? Because they didn't talk about anything this... this. Okay,
2: so in the flashback we did, see... Did I imagine it? She goes in as a suicide bomber after yeah. talking to her first husband yeah. and saying, I'm sorry I couldn't, couldn't give you a ma- child. A son. Now, why would they bring that up unless it was going to be something where we know she ends up with Frankie and maybe she does give Frankie a son, right? Yeah. Um. Because again, timeline-wise, it doesn't make sense for John wick to be born at the point this show is taking place right now, because that would have made him like mid thirties. Whereas I think he's supposed to be at least a guy in his forties in the John wick movies. He's supposed to be aged. You know, uh, for him to have been born in between that flashback scene, the start of the show makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, now the other thing, this is, this is a little subtle reference they threw in there, but I thought this was clever. Uh, the scene where the, um, the, the dojo woman is, uh, meeting with the, uh, the, the Chinese mob boss, Uh, when he's talking about the chicken feet and putting them on the door, he says it keeps the boogeyman away. Yeah. When she walks away, he says, put the chicken feet on the door. I think the boogeyman is coming. We got another John Wick reference there. Yeah. I think, honestly, I'm still thinking that they're throwing these things out there just to kind of tease the audience. I don't think we're going to get anything concrete that this is definitely, I I think they want the audience to kind of fill in the blanks themselves. Are these people John Wick's parents? The audience can walk away assuming that if they want, but I don't think they'll ever give an answer to that.
1: I hope that they do.
2: Because you want everything wrapped up in new exactly, package. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so I love this episode. I bought last week. I'm buying this one. And if I'm ranking these episodes, I'm going to rank this one as number one right now, even over episode one. But uh, what are you going to do with this?
1: I mean, I'd watch it again if I had to actually watch through, through all of them to try to figure out something I missed. I mean... Uh... Is it something I'm going to watch through probably like, you know, five or six times? Probably not. I just literally finished binging um, all five seasons of Hadmaid's Tale again. What did it take you a week and a half? Like you have so much time. No, it took me more than a week and a half. But that that's all I was watching like every spare second. And now I'm listening to a bunch of audiobooks and stuff like that from the library. OK, but but I have I'm 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 improving my brain <laughs> I'm very smart. That's I why ju- you're
2: no longer superficial. I'm ver- you, you improve your brain by reading and you watch the whale.
1: I'm very, very intelligent. Cultured. I, I just pretend to be dumb because then I can be lazy. <laughs> it's smart.
2: Um, just on the topic, I mean to clear it up for everybody, our kids keep us very busy. Most of the binging that you do is while you're dishes. doing dishes or while you're folding laundry you or have cooking a in the background usually not i'm chop, chopping chopping vegetables for the record i'm trying to get through all the yellowstone shows and their prequels and two months in i've done four seasons of yellowstone and i'm like two-thirds of the way through 1883 so i average like a handful of episodes a week is what i watch of any show okay but
1: honestly though the, those five seasons of Hadmaid's tale i must have watched them like at least five or six times already like I'm not joking through through the whole thing. Just I, I'll binge it every once in a while because I love the series that much. Right. And I finished reading the book and it was good, but that series is amazing. So out of but, curiosity, what are you gonna do with this episode? Buy but a rent but, or but, rent but it? I'm just saying I don't need to watch it because. Okay. Uh, but you did watch this, and what are you gonna do with
2: it? Buy a Rentner Minute? Rent um, I'll rent it. You're I, I rent this one. Okay, I'm um, just before you give your final judgment. I just want to sell you again on a few things. Okay, flashback scene of the suicide bombing wife. You know, where, where, after, I can't give you a child, okay? Um, martial arts fight outside of the the, the uh, Chinese mobsters uh, boss. What are you smiling about?
1: I farted. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, have, you don't have to announce it on the air.
2: Um, assassin guy trying to take out the pedophile, but you think he's about to take out a kid in a park with his sniper rifle. Uh, Sharon being taken on the bus. Sharon being uh, meeting with with Winston, trying to uh, convince him to take over the Continental with him. Mel Gibson chopping the cellist head off with the golf okay. club, and the final scene the you know he tried to steal you. Those scenes alone to me make this a buy. Have okay. I convinced you?
1: Okay, it was it was really good, and I'm really leaning towards buying it. I think the only thing that stops me not from buying it is it was too dark. No, it's the fact that there's, like, zero Keanu. Okay, but well, there was zero Keanu last week and you bought it. Uh, did I buy it? Yeah. I guess I have to buy this one, All right, one there too. you go. I can,
2: that's all that matters in my mind, I convince you. So we got one episode left. Uh, predictions for the finale, things you want to see in the finale. Uh, we're going to see a big raid or a big storming of the continent. I
1: mean, I like, I'm one of those, one of those, like, ooh, <laughs> w- women. So, like, if there's any type of, like, revelation of... Yen and Frankie being John Wick's parents, that would be amazing. Too much for me. No, I, I love it. But you know, you also thought I was just completely twisted and wrong when, in general, when, yeah, well in general, but I mean, that's what keeps life interesting. Right. <laughs> but, um, in that new Star Wars movie where they had the romance oh. and you're like, and, and I was like, oh, I love it. And you're no. just like, no. And now, now,
2: now, what, three years later, how do you feel about it, Jamie? I still like it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, nobody likes The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Okay, but I, I see, I didn't really like the new movies, but I actually like the romance. No, but, it's not romance though, because even J.J. Abrams
2: is like, Disney forced us to do it and I didn't understand why. But but he's also hot. Yeah, yeah, so you like Adam Driver too. And he takes off his shirt. I know he does, okay? Yeah. So back to this show.
1: And and, week, and and he's not too skinny. See, I don't like it when guys are too skinny.
2: Next week. He's got some meat on him. Next week. Oh, okay. I'm back. <laughs> I, next week, I I want to see a big action sequence inside the Continental. I don't know whether I want this to be resolved the way I think it's going to be resolved. I kind of want to be surprised in some way. I want to see... A massive fight scene on the level of like the staircase fight in John Wick 4, because we've got some great little fight scenes here and there, but we gotta have like a massive action scene.
1: I thought of something I wanna see. What? Because I've seen it before in movies. I wanna see Mel Gibson take off his shirt so I can (laughs) see his hairy chest, because he has like a really hairy chest. Does he? I think he does look it up right now before we're done I, because no, I swear that I've seen his chest before and he's got like a, a nice big hairy chest. Cause you know, I, I know, you know, women all have their different preferences and wi- some women like like a guy who has like a shaved chest or whatever, like bear to me, that's just completely, I, I don't want to say disgusting. Cause that sounds mean. It's just not my preference. So he has, Almost no hair whatsoever. No, okay. He's so young there. You gotta look at an older at his, picture. He,
2: uh, he looks pretty old here. <laughs> I think he has less hair on his chest now. There, there he is. This is this is probably like a year ago. The guy God- has he got hairy arms. No, ter- no chest hair whatsoever.
1: Uh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody. you yeah, think thinking of
2: Sean Connery, okay?
1: And anyways, it, anyways, oh, even if he God. wants to, if he wants to take <laughs> his shirt off, that's fine. Okay. So we can see that hairless
2: <laughs> chest. Beautiful.
1: I, I I really like like a nice, like hairy chest. I'm like, Argh. okay.
2: I don't have that much hair on my chest. So you, thank you. you for making me feel no, right.
1: you have a good amount. Okay. No,
2: not as much as I think It's you're perfect. You're, all right, good. You're, you're
1: perfect. Honey. I got more than
2: Mel Gibson. That's all that matters. You're, you're
1: perfect. And honey. way more
2: than Adam driver. Uh, so <laughs> uh, my thing for next week is I want to see how this cop thing resolves. Cause I really loved in the first episode, how, the cops aren't quite enough. it. I want to see this world start to come together where the cops realize that there's something bigger here and they have to be brought in. And Because I, I want to be able to get from these cops that are investigating the Continental where the one guy cop knows there's something going on there but you don't ask questions. The girl cop is like, I want to know what's going on there. I want us to at least start to get from that point to the are you st- are you working again guy in John Wick 1. Well,
1: and have, have, uh, ha- have her kind of figure something out. Yeah, well, of yeah. course
2: we're going to get that. Um, but the, the other thing that I want out of the next episode is I want some type of flashback uh, with um, the, the young Winston and the young Frankie. Something involved, what, what we got out of that first scene. Because, you know, we, we kind of had things alluded towards in the, the first episode where he's like, you're going to take the blame. We saw them as there uh, in this episode. I want to see, like, the big crown. I want to see how they got brought in. They've told stories. You don't have to have a young Mel Gibson, but just I want to see the involvement of how they got involved. Because at this point, the only thing for me that's kind of lacking with this show is no that Keanu. connection. No, the, the, and that. But the the connection between Winston and why he hates Cormac so much. It, it doesn't even have to be them as kids. It could be them at a younger age, anything. I just, I want I want to see something in these flashbacks. So if we're getting some nice flashbacks, so we'll get some more.
1: Well, I think it's also just because he's extremely intelligent. And you could tell that in the movies and you could tell it even in his younger self that he just understands the way people work.
2: You know what else this is just came to my mind, but what if we get Zero? You know Zero, the villain from the third John Wick movie?
1: Who's that again?
2: Zero, the villain from the third John Wick movie.
1: I don't remember. Calling the guy,
2: okay. The, I'm real. I'm really the tired. The guy they hired to get John Wick. And when he meets him the first time, first of all, I
1: just want to say I'm a really big fan. Remember that guy? Is that the guy where they, they, they shoot each other and they're like on the subway or something? No, that's John Wick 2.
2: Or was it John Wick 3? No, that's John Wick 2. That's John Wick 2. That's, no. Anyways, I'll, we'll watch John Wick 3 before next year when the ballerina comes out and I'll refresh your memory. I, I forget. Zero. Sorry, I'm tired. Great character, but he'd be about the right age where it's like, hey, we could see a child version of him. Uh, let, let, let's get some, some of these other John Wick characters. It may be, if it's not Zero, any, anybody else from the John Wick universe. We also got, we can't even talk about The Bowery Queen <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. Again, the world of John Wick. We got introduced to the bower, which is slightly different in this one. But you get the queen and the, the thing where he's stabbing the cockroach at the table. Great scene. There we go. I got another scene to add for you. So I've now thoroughly convinced you that this well, is a is I don't know. You got a piece of fluff on the back of your shirt. Oh, okay. You're now paranoid. <laughs>
1: as long as it's not like, you know, a bug
2: we are in the basement. Okay. Anyways. So uh, <laughs> next week we'll get into the finale. Uh, we're also uh, in the middle of dead duck month right now. Uh, by the time that um, you listen to this episode, Weird Science is Out, which is a movie that Ben and I very much differed on our opinions of, uh, but we're also going to talk all things Dead Duck movies. Basically, every time we do plot keywords at the end of a movie and we find some ridiculous list, uh, we decided to take Dead Ducks, which is a list we found, and make a month out of it. By the end of this month, we're going to pick some emails. And all the episodes this month uh, for the four movies we're covering, which is um weird science barbarella exodus gods and kings and 1900 with robert de niro all of them are only an hour long so they're easy you don't even have to watch the movies we'll basically explain it and it's just just trying to find a scene with a dead duck in it basically all there is to it and then 24 which uh i think now we're we're wrapping up season five uh we're gonna have the season five um or we've already released the season five episode um the 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 recap so we're basically on to season six next so it's
1: great great and an amazing
2: race uh will be coming out here and there as well uh so i
1: i I can't believe that we're almost at 40 minutes i told you you'd have more to talk about on this but to to be fair i think like 75 plus of what i said was not actually but the continental is every
2: episode we record whether it's john wick continental or anything else um Listen to the end of this. Find out how you can... Uh, listen. If you want to hear what our thoughts are on Ahsoka, you can uh, sign up to Patreon. Sign up for one month and then cancel it. I don't care. If you want to hear what we have to say about Ahsoka, sign up for our Patreon and you can get the episode. Can,
1: can, can I have a fan club too? Patreon's can, not a fan club. No, can I can I start a Jamie fan club? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too lazy for that. Um, my name is Colin,
2: uh, a hungry, hungry hilpo. My name is Jamie and...
0: Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram